Welcome to the interview chair. My name is Jimmy Casas and I am your host. Are you an educator who is currently feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or wondering if you can continue to do this work? Visualize yourself back in the interview chair. You are genuine, sincere, and full of passion. You convinced the group of people that you are the best person for the job and you believed it. That is the real you. Thank you for joining me as I take you back to the interview chair to remind you of why you wanted to become an educator. Welcome to episode 45 of the interview chair, 13 ways to lead the learning. It is not uncommon for school leaders to get caught up in the minutiae of managing a school, thereby neglecting one of the most critical components of effective school leadership, modeling what it means to be an instructional leader. After all, there are issues to address and problems that need resolving, meetings to attend, students and parents who need our guidance, staff who need our support, and a never-ending list of events to plan for. Managing a school is a full-time job in itself. And now I have to be an instructional leader to boot? For many school leaders, finding a balance can be tough. Yet, when we sat in that interview chair, remember we said how it was important to lead the learning in our schools? We share the importance of being in classrooms to support our teachers and connect with students. However, we know from talking and working with principals that this continues to be an area where they fall short. Over the last few years, I have been fortunate to spend time working with school leaders across the country who have given me permission to walk alongside them and watch them as they model what it looks like to lead learning in their schools. The interesting thing is that at first glance, you may question whether or not these serve as examples of what it means to be an instructional leader. But if you take time to reflect, I hope that you will see that there are many ways you can accomplish lead learner status. If you are feeling guilty because you have not been in classrooms enough over the past couple of months, give yourself some grace and commit to starting today. Don't get so down that you give up on the school year and wait until next school year. Get going this week and get back into the routine of modeling what it means to be an instructional leader in your school. You will be glad you did and so will your staff. So today I want to share 13 ways in which you can model what it means to lead the learning in your school. So let's start with number one, classroom visits. Meet with your administrative assistant or your secretary and ask her or him to hold you accountable for getting you into classrooms. Together, create a schedule that will allow you to sustain these visits over the next four to six weeks. My recommendation is that you begin with two scheduled visits. For example, maybe like Tuesday morning for 30 minutes or Thursday afternoon for 30 minutes. The key is to commit to a set time. Now, you can adjust these days each week based on other commitments, but do your best to block off these times today to hold yourself accountable. The times can be adjusted as well, but remain tight on the 30 minutes twice a week to begin with. These visits should focus solely on relationships and interacting with students and staying visible and present as you interact with students and staff throughout your building. Ask your assistant to keep track of your visits so that you are giving equitable time to all teachers. This will require good communication on your part to ensure that you are staying on track. Number two, be consistent. Now we've all seen these challenges posted on social media, right? Like, who wants to join me in the challenge of getting into every classroom every day this week? Or the 100 classroom weekly visit challenge? 
Now, I have no issues with these types of challenges if the purpose is to serve as a launch to more ongoing consistent visits, but if often it doesn't. In my experience, it serves to address our guilt for not getting into classrooms enough. But my friends, this is not a sustainable practice and we run the risk of losing more credibility as an instructional leader when we attempt these types of challenges. The key is consistency. When we work with our secretaries to schedule weekly visits, again, not for every classroom, we do give the appearance that we are in classrooms routinely because we are and therefore build more credibility around the building because we are consistently in classrooms learning alongside our students and teachers. The last thing I want is for an administrator to do, you know, 15 days in a row visiting all classrooms and then not be in a classroom for two months, right? It's going to work against us. Number three, purposeful visits. Ask yourself, what is the purpose of visiting classrooms? Moreover, have you communicated this to your teachers? Are you there to offer a word of encouragement? Visit with the students? Are you there to learn about the curriculum or watch the instruction? Are you there to assess student learning or are we judging or maybe even evaluating? If teachers are still asking you when you walk into a classroom if you need something or jump out of their chair quickly from behind their desk, this could indicate they are not clear about your visit. When we are not clear, we open the door for teachers to wonder what the purpose is thereby creating unnecessary anxiety and perhaps even a level of distrust. Number four, unified expectations. Sitting down with your leadership team and or staff before your or your team's class visits will help bring clarity to what you are looking for when you walk into a classroom. Now, ideally, we want to be transparent and aligned in our look-fors and work in partnership with our staff to determine what these will be. Three look-fors that I often recommend as a good place to start are relationships, engagement, and formative assessments. Whatever you and your team agree on, just be sure to work together to also define what these areas mean so everywhere, everyone is on the same page. Number five, announce your visits. Now, I believe that classroom visits should be announced ahead of time. Not everybody agrees with me on that, and that's okay. But let me explain why. I think there are many more benefits to doing so when it comes to building a culture of trust where teachers feel supported. I often share with administrators that we should want to see a teacher's best effort. In other words, we should not be trying to catch them. Imagine walking into a classroom after you have announced your visit and you observe signs that indicate that your teacher may be struggling when it comes to planning or instructional practices, engaging students, or managing the classroom or effectively assessing student learning, just to name a few. Now, this tells us a lot about where we need to begin to support our teachers. I see a struggling teacher no different than a struggling student. Is it an issue of will or skill? If it's a skill issue, then we need to identify clear and specific supports and then implement them with fidelity, patience, and a caring approach. If it's an issue of will, in other words, they simply choose not to do what has been agreed on, then it is our responsibility to change the conversation with fidelity, patience, and a caring attitude in order to create a culture where people are not allowed to opt out what is best for all students and staff. Number six, learning questions. During your classroom visits, focus your efforts on interacting with students by inquiring what they are learning. 
This gives you an opportunity for you to get to know your students by name, learn more about what is being taught, and it also serves as a quick formative assessment for your students and teachers. Use your visit as an opportunity to learn so you can share that learning with others. Over one million teachers use IXL in their classrooms every day for one reason. They love it. IXL makes the magic happen in classrooms. Why is IXL so special? Well, IXL is the most widely used online learning and teaching platform for K-12. It empowers schools with a complete curriculum, thousands of instructional resources, robust reporting, and assessment data. IXL saves teachers valuable time with ready-made plans aligned to their standards and textbooks. Built-in engagement tools like custom competitions make learning fun for students. Dr. Trujillo, a district superintendent, says, for the teacher, IXL opens up the door to be a lot more effective and provide more differentiated instruction. Empower your teachers with the tools and insights they need to enhance instruction, all in one single, easy-to-use platform. Get started today at IXL.com. Number seven, covering classes. This has seemed like a daily, weekly occurrence on many campuses over the last few years as schools throughout the country struggle with sub shortages across the board. The benefit for many administrators is getting back into the classrooms on a regular basis and supporting their teachers. And as things begin to stabilize, principals will need to be intentional in order to continue this practice year after year. Number eight, attending meetings. It is imperative that we not only be a frequent attendee to all meetings, but also be an active listener when attending grade level, department, or IEP 504, or perhaps MTSSAB or PLC meetings, etc. Our role is to not only provide support and guidance and serve as a resource when called upon to discuss data points, but to also learn and experience firsthand the challenges students are facing and just as important, the struggles that teachers are experiencing when it comes to the burden and demands placed on their time to address these student challenges. Number nine, partner planning. Joining a teacher or a team of teachers during their planning period is crucial in understanding the challenges that teachers are facing as they prepare for their daily lessons. It's no longer just about putting a plan in place, but coming up with engaging icebreakers, initial hooks to bring about curiosity, demonstrations that keep students' attention, activities that actively involve all students, even those who struggle with behavioral challenges, and thought-provoking content to keep students engaged and ensuring students are learning at high levels. Partnering with your teachers during the planning stages will provide you with a new appreciation for your teachers. Number 10, partner observations. One of the most powerful learning tools we have is each other. Walking side by side into classrooms and sharing our observations with teachers and other administrators is extremely powerful and can serve as a game changer for many school cultures. After all, we often hear that teachers learn best from other teachers. Well, this practice, when done with fidelity, promotes a culture of trust, collaborative leadership, and a mindset that we are all learners. Number 11, co-present. Each school year presents new opportunities to travel with members of your staff to a local, state, regional, or even national conference. 
submitting a proposal for you and your team to present at a conference to share all of the great things you are doing is an exciting and fun way to bond with your team. From submitting the proposal, to celebrating your acceptance, to the planning and organizing stages, this is one way to model to your team the importance of taking risks, being vulnerable, and working together to carry the banner for your students, staff, school district, and community. Number 12, on-site visits. These can serve as an alternative to attending a conference together. Doing a day trip or an overnight exchange with a neighboring school district is one of my all-time favorite bonding trips. Spending time together on a long car ride, eating dinners, and spending time learning from other educators is not only professionally rewarding, but inspiring. After each site visit, you will leave feeling validated, challenged, and grateful for what you have back in your own school. Moreover, the relationships formed and the learning that takes place during these trips is immeasurable. And finally, number 13, model great teaching. Every staff meeting is like a classroom. If we're going to expect our teachers to plan effective lessons where all students connect with other students, where there, where there is a clear objective, give ample opportunities for students to talk to one another, a classroom that demonstrates evidence of learning, and leave feeling like they have learned relative information, then we must model that same expectation in our own time with our own staff. Core principle number two of Culturize is there to always remind us that we do not ask others to do what we are not willing to do ourselves. Listen, never lose sight that we are in the teaching and learning profession. As school administrators, we must be vigilant in modeling what it means to be a lead learner. And that usually begins by being a lead doer. My friends, it is time to recalibrate. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I hope that you will join me each week as I take you back to the interview chair. Because I know this, that when you sat in that interview chair, that, my friends, was the best version of you. Be sure to check out my website at jimmycostas.com backslash the interview chair for links, resources, and show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Casas underscore Jimmy. If you enjoyed today's show from the interview chair, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast to ensure you never miss an episode.